everyone. I'm Kelly Harrell, author, modern animist, and runes fangirl. Soul Intent Arts is my spiritually focused practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, animism, soul tending, and how all of that intersects through sacred activism on my path. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the RuneCast and the podcast possible with their financial support. If you'd like to support the Weekly Rune, you get full access to the RuneCast, no ads, more detail on the RuneCast, weekly prompts for engaging the half-month rune in your personal, seasonal, spiritual work, and a Galder recording for how to work with the Weekly RuneCast through chanting. There are different levels of contributions. If you want bigger rewards, there are options for those. And if you don't want any rewards at all, you just want to show your support, you can do that. Go check out patreon.com and search for The Weekly Rune. And you can always subscribe to the free version of The Weekly Rune by going to soulintentarts.com. And thank you. So, Isa. I paused for effect because that's what Issa is. It's the big freeze. It's the big stillness in the heart of winter. Most people think Issa is a relatively pleasant rune, frankly, because it's just not Hagalaz or Nothis. And really, that's fair enough. Issa comes after a succession of either personally experiencing an enormous smackdown or watching somebody else go through one, neither of which generates great feelings. The result of that tension is a need to get more coping skills. Then Hagalaz progresses into Nautis, which plummets us into deep examination of needs, specifically, again, really lovely stuff, lovely place to be. So by the time we're deep in it with Isa, maybe some personal downtime is a good thing. The thing about the stillness that Issa exacerbates is we're not used to it. I'm not, I'm talking like totally unplugged, organic, off the grid, center of your being kind of stillness and focus. And when I say focus, I mean that slippery eyes closed, staring at the spot between your eyebrows, kind of light trancy space that's very much in your body but very much not the way you usually experience your body. We often talk about Yera and Degas being the inventory runes, the yearly and daily interval of taking stock. But I think Issa can be that at a personal level. It's very much the sit still and take stock of your calling rune. And when I say calling, I mean what you were born to do, you. And only you, what you can bring at this time, right now, and it's needed, the thing that drives you just nuts at night, even if you don't know what it is yet, or if you do know what it is, and you don't know how to apply it. To me, that's what the human sacred seed is. And Isa has this long association with sacred seed, this notion of a core, timeless, untouchable part of each and everything in existence that simultaneously knows what it is and is readying itself to be born. 
sure we can carry that at an energy level, that seed. But part of that energy is what we do with it. What we do to bear that seed to fruition while we're here, that's our calling. And frankly, in this Old Norse narrative of the runes, you might as well do it because it's winter. Everything's frozen. There's nothing else to do but hibernate. It's almost like nature planned it that way. The Catch-22 with Isa, winter, and all that soul energy spinning up inside, waiting to find some expression in our lives, all the while being frazzled, still showing up, working hard every day, getting to do the exact cultural opposite of hibernate. The catch-22 with that is that we don't sit with things very well. Like even when we have the opportunity to, we're not very good at it. Not because we can't, but because we were never taught to. We were never taught to value stillness, particularly in American culture, in, in capitalistic culture. And we've never been taught to value what can be accomplished in stillness. Because when we hear stillness, we think, ugh, limp noodle. You know, everything just, just kind of falls apart. No structure, no nothing. And as a result, you know, we never learned how active stillness is and what can be accomplished in that space. We never honed those skills. And yes, they are skills. Few people just show up knowing how to refract back to their sacred selves and live out of it. It takes some experience of being worn back to it and realizing that fatigue and stillness for what it is. With Isa and generally through the runic calendar, we can create that opening and space for ourselves to do just that. We can be mindful about how we use our winter to sustain self-care, to deal with all the holiday shit, the seasonal chaos, and the soul's requirement that we chill, that we sit a spell and listen. To introverts, that sounds awesome. A requirement to isolate and hunker down. I don't even know when it sounded better than that. There's this projection, though, with introverts that in their downtime, that they just sort of slip into an escapist state. And I know that because I do it too. And sometimes... The chaos deserves some sort of functional escapism. You know, there's, there's merit to being able to get lost in a good book or in a movie or, or whatever. The rub with that is that if that's all we introverts do in our downtime, that unfocused self-time cuts off the nutritional supply that that sacred seed needs from what we don't inherently have. I mean, isn't that always like that? And in a way, like in an all souls sort of way, like we do inherently contain everything we need at some like, you know, totally self-contained God-like level, but it doesn't just hand itself over to you. It never has, right? I mean, think about it for a second. At no point does it ever just for free go, here I am, everything you need. It, it doesn't work that way, at least not the way we live today. And I find that regardless of what, you know, my smarty pants God self knows, 
I can't hear it or access it. I can't get to that deep nutritional stuff that my calling needs until some treasured being or relationship outside myself in my life reflects it back to me. Not every time, but I would bet 85 to 90% of the time I have to see it externally before it validates some internal hunch that I knew I needed to just kind of do this thing to meet my calling. And so finally, for me in middle age, the idea that I need people doesn't chat my introverted ass. Finally, people and experiences do serve a purpose that isn't to annoy me raw and leave me perplexed. So to my fellow introverts, yes, this is downtime. It's meant to be, and our self-care should reflect that. It should make use of the tools that are within that downtime, such as boundary assessment, which we talked about recently with Wunyo, and then getting coping skills with Hagalaz and needs assessment with Nalthis. There's a reason we were building up to this downtime. In that cozy, quiet space, Stay organic and sensing enough to know when the seed needs nutrients beyond the bunker and commit to getting them. Risk the cold, the bright light, the obnoxious holiday music to get your needs met. The seed needs downtime, though the goal of that downtime is for it to grow. Finding the balance between stillness and exertion is key. To my fellow extroverts, (laughs) I just wanted to see what it felt like to say that. I'm not an extrovert. For real, those of you who really are the extroverted real deal, do you know when to take care of yourself? The, The snag that extroverts tend to run into is that they're loud and intrusive with no clue of how they're affecting other people or the space around them. But what's closer to the truth is that they don't know how to do solitude any better than introverts will ask for help. So where extroverts tend to soothe themselves and grow with other people, they can become escapist in that as long as they stay busy, they can bypass focused inner work that needs to be done. So it's kind of the opposite, where introverts find that isolation and they're like, then they, you know, pull the the hole to the cave in after them. Extroverts can so immerse themselves in, in the busyness, in the lights, in the people, and the noise that they bypass anything going on on the inside. So just like introverts are working this all the way back to Wunyo, you know, what are my boundaries? Hagalaz, what are my coping skills? Nalthis, what's my needs assessment? The thing that's on the plate for extroverts right now is knowing the boundary for when somebody else um, should or should not, or even can, is it possible to be your go-to? Do you know what needs are yours to meet and those that require someone else to meet them? And generally speaking, you know, while all the introverts are figuring out the balance of quiet versus help, the extroverts are going to be figuring out which needs are their own and getting the skills to fill them. So hold yourself to that distinction. 
Again, the seed needs downtime. It's not just about the personal, the personality needing expression. The internal needs the downtime. It needs that nutrition from the self-work. And it's a fine balance all in the name of growth. So no matter how you interface with the world on a regular basis, what ESA demands that you do is find the balance between what you have to manage externally, what you manage well, and the balance of what needs attention internally so that that seed gets fed. And when that seed is fed, you have clarity on what your calling is. And if you already know what it is, you gain the stamina to keep doing it at a level that it needs expression. Not so much what you think it needs, but what it needs. And as with so many dynamics in the runic calendar, this is dedicated time that we get to spend refining this every winter. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about the seasonal runes or how to work with them in a more personal way, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all kinds of other podcast platforms. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of lovely ladies, also produced through Anchor, and Around Grandfather Fire, another podcast that I deeply love, hosted by James Stovall and Sarenth Odinson. You can also find that on Anchor, and I think you'll find it very valuable. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting soulintentarts.com. And in terms of social media, I'm most active on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.